Sniffing the uh, filter. Why? I don't know. Let's see if it smells gross. It doesn't. Well, now I know. I take very good care of these. Okay. I've been talking into this. I don't know how much of my spit's gotten caught in these pop filters. So your spit smells gross? Well, it doesn't seem like it. No, I don't smell anything on yours. Mm. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another terrific but delayed episode of Port of Dorks. I apologize. Been busy. Mm. Getting married. Takes a lot of your time. So does working. Yeah. And then when you have other hobbies. Got a lot of stuff going on, you know? Finding a job after college. All that. But we're not going to talk about that today, because that's life, and real life sucks. Instead, we're going to talk about Guardians. Oh wait, that's a different movie. You're thinking of Come uh, Out and yeah, Play. The Warriors. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. What is he saying? I don't remember. He says Warriors. Oh, Come Warriors. <laughs> of course he does. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Alex. This is Alex, by the way. I forgot to introduce you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Co-host. Yep. Good friend. Yeah. 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 You don't really have friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Nobody seems to. Yeah. There. You know, it, it seems like it's more jokes and less like narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which isn't terrible. No. But, yeah, I mean, I think part of it has to do with the type of story that they're doing. And what type of story is that? The whole, you know, the protagonist finds his true home and goes there and finds out it's bad. And that the family he had all along mm. was his true family? Yeah. Yeah. They even had that in Futurama. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They have that in a lot of things yeah. that involve ragtag mm. groups of people coming together. Yeah, and I, and I think... I think because of that, I don't know if, if they could have done it any better, but the it didn't the plot didn't feel all that focused. Like, mm. um, it just kind of like stuff was just sort of happening. Yeah, it kind of felt like it was the next episode of mm-hmm. Star Trek or something where, inst- where you have something like Star Wars, it's following a storyline. You know, the Last Jedi is what's happening next in the life of Rey and mm-hmm. Finn and all those guys, and even Luke Skywalker. Uh, and this didn't feel like a continuation yeah. of an arc in the first movie. It was definitely, like I said, th- it was just this episode, uh, this episode we're going to space and we're going to fight these guys. Yeah, it felt like an in-between mm-hmm. chapter sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are things that they did that I did like, 
you know, especially uh-huh. now that I've, I've read the comics between now and you know, when one. the first one came uh-huh. out. Um, yeah, I, re- I really like the characters, and I feel like they, you know, got pretty, after the first one, really could kind of just jumped to them having the really close dynamic that they have and uh-huh. reminding me of the comics a lot. Yeah, they're fun. They're mm-hmm. a fun group. And if you're going to have anything in mm-hmm. a Guardians movie, it's the banter between yeah. those, those, you know, the tree and the raccoon and the green girl and the white guy. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And I liked, um, I liked what they did with, uh, with Star-Lord's dad. Ego. Yeah. The living planet. Um, I, so I haven't really seen anything about Ego in the mm-hmm. comics. Mm-hmm. I haven't read anything yeah. like that. But um, <laughs> I do like how they incorporated a lot of narrative elements of Peter's dad in the, you know, in the comic books. Like, they kind of have the same motivations, even mm-hmm. though they're kind of very different mm-hmm. entities. Where, you know, Peter's dad isn't a planet in the comic books, but no. he is, he's the king of the Spartax or yeah. Emperor, I can't remember. Spart- yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's a Spartan. Uh, and his, you know, he is kind of, he's not against all life, but he does kind of see himself above, above other people, and mm-hmm. he's trying to make this perfect world in his own, like, image and ideologies, and mm-hmm. that's why Peter kind of hates his guts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's similar things where Peter's dad left his mom and him uh-huh. because, um, you know, he said it was because he was saving him, but Peter, you know, knows that there were also pretty selfish intentions behind that uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah there, there, there's a lot of similarities, but they also make it something different. Uh-huh. It's not exactly the same. Because yeah. I was a little curious where they're going to go with that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think I think they seem like they mixed um you know peter's dad and ego together yeah. in a way that was pretty Definitely. satisfying i think yeah i i like that they really mm-hmm. i think that my favorite part of the movie was that arc the main arc with kurt russell and chris mm-hmm. pratt uh, aka ego and star lord i like one i thought kurt russell gave a tremendous performance mm-hmm. he got to be kind of a mad scientist at points yeah, uh, which was fun. Mm-hmm. He got it, 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 it. It's a lot different than the usual role you see him in, where you see him in something like, uh, let's see, Deepwater Horizon, where he was just in, or something like even Snake Plissken, or mm-hmm. uh, I had something on the tip of my The Thing, or that Quentin Tarantino movie, Death Proof, um, where he's more mellow. Yeah, and he got to be kind of over the top and confident mm-hmm. and charming in this one yeah it seems like he's doing more of that lately that's kind of what he is in the fast and furious movies yes 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 yes. a little bit more toned Mm -hmm. down than ego but Mm -hmm. he's definitely very cocky Mm -hmm. and and, he's good at mm -hmm. it he plays that character well and (laughs) and he did a good job of like am i supposed to trust this guy Mm -hmm. because it's like they introduce him and gamora says you know, if he's bad, we'll just kill him. And Star Lord's yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I trust this guy. And the first time I saw it, I was like, well, that would kind of be too obvious to make him a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then they go that route, and I was like, wow, I wasn't. You know, he, I didn't really see that coming because he played it so. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so great about that character and his performance is his character 
doesn't see what he's doing as a bad thing because yeah. he's such a he's a celestial and he is such a god mm. that other life forms are ants to him yeah and their lives are short in mm-hmm. comparison and they're meaningless and he found meaning uh, he found meaning in his life by making all life him mm-hmm. like devouring life and covering all planets in him and to him that was me and i like that because i though i didn't you know you don't agree with him that's mm-hmm you understand where he's coming from yeah. and you know his motivations and then i really liked it when it got into he tells chris pratt that he gave his mom cancer to kill her because he was yeah. falling in love and he didn't want to do that mm-hmm. and to me again w- that's an awful thing yeah i understand why you did it mm-hmm. and that made me cry just that idea mm-hmm. and then it made me cry even more when Chris Pratt finds out and he just right away just blasts him into like a zillion different pieces. Yeah. Ah, it touched my heart. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it works as well because of Kurt Russell for sure because a lot of those moments aren't really given a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But his performance, you know, makes it clear how kind of like this character's not, you know, he, he, he sees himself as being above everything else, but you can tell just like largely by the performance that he's really really like lonely and that's why Uh he's doing all this stuff and that he does feel like genuinely betrayed when peter doesn't go along with his plan Uh um which i I think i think if it wasn't acted so well it would be kind of generic yeah um but the you know it's a great performance Mm -hmm. and chris pratt's equally as good Mm mm-hmm and there, you, there's just a lot of conflict and a lot of emotion in their fight. Yeah. And I loved it. And then humor, too, when he turns into Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. A good actor. He can deliver funny and sad. Well, just like Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a younger Kurt Russell. Hmm. What else? Well, that was my favorite thing about the movie. I also liked uh, Gamora's arc with Nebula. Nebula. Although, at times I thought maybe I don't have her name with me right now, but the lady who plays Nebula. Karen Gillan? Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Karen? Karen. She kind of. I follow her on Instagram. Oh. She. She was in Doctor Who. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, she. The first time I thought she she felt like she was in a different movie than everybody else. Yeah, just because her delivery was her her delivery was so serious mm. and so uh, angry, just all the time. Yeah, even her one funny line, the it wasn't ripe line. Which, mm-hmm. uh, but the second time, I I, I kind of grew more empathetic towards the character mm-hmm. and I understood why she was so angry and I kind of bought it. I don't know. How'd you feel about her? I agree. I kind of wish she became a space pirate because that's what she did in the comic books, but I guess we'll see. Because well, she... it, it seemed almost like she was going to at one point and well, then she did. She has it's more fine, of, but... her, she has more of a narrative right now. Her, mm-hmm. She's more concerned with Thanos. Yeah. So there's definitely room to do that afterwards. But I think right now her arc doesn't end until the arc with 
Thanos ends. Yeah. And at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed as a fan if she's not the one who ends Thanos. I think she deserves it out of hmm. everybody. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because she's such a small character in the grand scheme of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Like you, You're expecting Tony Stark or Captain America to be the one. But she has the most reason to hate him out of everybody. Yeah. So it would be it's kind of disappointing. I don't think they will, though. Yeah, probably not. No. It'll probably be Adam Warlock or something. Yeah. Which I no, hope it's not he's like... Guardians 3. He's Guardians 3? He's mm-hmm. not um, not Avengers 3? Yeah, because... Oh, okay. Well, that's just me uh, making an assumption because okay. he was in the original script for this one. Mm-hmm. And he had to be taken out because... Gunn said that he thought there were too many characters, which I agree. Yeah, it would be too much if Adam Warlock was also in there. But they obviously set him up for something, mm-hmm. and I think Infinity, what we've gotten up right now, all of, where we where we are to now in the MCU, we're set with our characters. Mm-hmm. We just have to basically focus on Thanos at this point. I think throwing in an important, powerful character like Adam Warlock would kind yeah. of be even more of a mess so i think that's me guessing that Mm -hmm. adam warlock is going to be in the next guardians if i found out that he was in it i'd be kind of worried that it'd be another avengers 2 where vision shows up and kind of just Mm -hmm. solves all the problems Mm -hmm. um yeah we'll see Mm -hmm. um and again i think out of all that though i think rocket is still my favorite Mm -hmm. and he gives one of my favorite deliveries again in the first one it's when he's drunk at the bar and this one it's when he tases tases gamora and he says i can only lose one friend today yeah oh, it made me cry i'm crying just thinking about it mm-hmm. oh so good yeah fuck you bradley cooper rocket stuff is good in the comic books too unfortunately i i don't know where it is right now because i'm not caught up mm-hmm. but there is a part where it teases him finding out about the things that, like other raccoons like him mm-hmm where they're fighting like mercenaries or something and he has a really emotional thing where he's like um somebody brings that up and that that there's like another one and he like is he doesn't know about it yet no he, he doesn't know that that's, he's you know that's interesting um but yeah he's like he like gets kind of furious and mm-hmm. is like trying to get the guy to tell him but i think also like beating him up and he's also the, shocked at the same time it's in the movie he gets you can tell they don't really go into it i'd like it to see it explored a little bit more probably mm-hmm. in the third one but you get he he you get the sense that he knows what his past yeah um and in the comic book he was i, I haven't read the comic book because you talk about the old you know 50s 60s 70s they were made in the yeah. 70s i really just know about the current run it, yeah it um, started in 2010 but it was going off of uh, I think previous Guardians appearances probably in the mm-hmm. whatever Marvel reboot. Yeah, it's obviously not connected that. to those old ones. Yeah. And what I was going to say is that those old ones, they're they're starting right now. What they're doing is they're putting out collections of old ones, which mm-hmm. is which is good. Uh, but as of right now, there's not one for Rocket. Yeah. And they're hard to find. Just mm-hmm. because I only know that from experience because I haven't found any. Um, but so I I did some research and apparently you know he's from uh, Half World. Which I think we've heard about in the movies hmm. uh, once, but he and other animals were genetically engineered to 
settle disputes between these rival toy companies. <laughs> I know it's kind of a play. It's kind of like I, I would mm-hmm. like to see maybe a, a a film on that, like an animation yeah. or something. That sounds pretty cool. That's yeah. That's better than the uh, backstories that are in, in the current run for what is it for Groot and mm-hmm. um, Drax. Mm-hmm. Drax apparently is just a human who was experimented on in the comics. He was he was engineered to fight Thanos. Really? Yeah. That's dumb. Because mm-hmm. he's original. Uh, originally, he is a human, mm-hmm. but he dies, and then his soul is resurrected. That may have been. I mean, it it, it didn't. Where I was at, it was, they talked about it. It didn't have a flashback or anything. Mm-hmm. I think of all the current ones in the movies, I think Drax would be the one I'd be the okay with mm-hmm. learning the least about. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like they've set up that he was... A father. Just, yeah, fr- and, and you know him being from this planet mm-hmm. and ta- kind of giving you little bits of his life yeah. in that culture before it's destroyed. I'm okay I feel like with that's that. good, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they introduce him in the prison... And mm-hmm. you can have, and you can kind of connect the dots that his life went out of a spiral. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. I definitely want to learn more about Groot. I hope Groot and Ro- Rocket get some more in Volume Three. Yeah, I really didn't like Groot's backstory in the current run. I think I told you about that, where it was just a planet where it's just all yeah. plants Groot. that say "I am yeah. Groot," and they, yeah, they're kind of, you know, he he has like a generic story where. Um, you know, he he kind of is like a runt a little bit, and there's another, you know, one, another tree kid mm-hmm. that's like picking on squirrels and stuff, and then he group freaks out and beats him up and kills him, and then he just gets he gets exiled off the planet. He just gets sent out in a ship. That's 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 his original story though. Yeah, he gets exiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can see that, but like, I feel like it sounds pretty similar to the comic book. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his most interesting stuff is with Rocket. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what they do with him in the Telltale series. I haven't played that. You have a bit. <laughs> but apparently the last episode is you play as Groot. Oh, cool. Because I think it changes every episode you play as a different Oh, character. man. That's awesome. I'm, uh, is the new second episode out? I don't know. I haven't really been following it because I... I, I probably will check that one out, mm-hmm. but I'd wait until they're done before I do that now. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a little... It kind of drags at one mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's go. Uh, and that, well, that's and that's going to happen when you have so many characters. Because yeah. you have to explore... Especially as many, multiple main characters mm-hmm. and all of their relationships are important. Uh, you, you, just, you have to take time to develop the ones between yeah. each one and, and you sacrifice story because of that which i think i heard i haven't double checked this but i think this is made by it's i think it's being done by the same people who did tales from the borderlands which i heard is really good mm-hmm. and i haven't played yet well i've, I've played like 20 minutes of it earlier because it's free on playstation plus this mm-hmm. month so is abzu which is great i've talked about on the podcast before mm-hmm I had fun the first episode, mm-hmm. and it's got the classic. You can tell it's trying to be the ones from the movies. Yeah, and James Gunn had was a creative consultant, creative consultant, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But cool, I can't wait to be a tree. Yeah. Um, what else did I like about this movie? What else did you like? 
soundtrack was cool. Yeah. But that, you know, growing up listening to that stuff my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, I think I think I didn't recognize as yeah. many of the movies or songs. as many of the songs mm-hmm. in this one, um, which is probably great for people who know the mm-hmm. music better. And I, there, there's a lot more like, like less, like high tempo songs like there were in the yeah. last one. Yeah, there's not a lot yeah. of grooving. Mm-hmm. It, it is more mellow. It's one of the things I talked yeah. to my friend coming out of the screening. She likes this one better, but but she likes more mellow rock. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it changes the whole tone mm-hmm. of the movie. It does. Um, and yeah, the whole movie is definitely more mellow as well. But I think overall the soundtrack plays a more important part in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, you, you get that whole scene with Kurt Russell where he's analyzing uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl, and comparing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is me and you, Peter. And, uh, I'd have to see the movie probably a few more times. Uh because they didn't really talk about the soundtrack a lot in the first one, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of sound, or there was a lot of song usage that went mm-hmm. with the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's Sometimes the songs to, in yeah. this movie as well. Yeah, cause, yeah. yeah I'd have to see it again, because, like, yeah, <laughs> in, in, in the first one, like, cuts would be done to match lyrics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. and um, That was great, but I didn't, I've only seen it once. I haven't really had time to mm-hmm. analyze that with this one. And... I wasn't, I guess it was okay. The whole thing with the Sovereign, where they would kind of just show up every once in a while. But if the, if they're connecting, if James Gunn is connecting them to the origin of Adam Warlock, then this film basically just set them up, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is okay. I mean, it just, the whole thing, my, my biggest problem is what is what you said is that, it's not a lot of focus to this yeah. movie, and there's a, so much going on. I feel like they were largely there to be a continuing threat, like so that they have enemies to fight consistently mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Because otherwise, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, well, I mean, there's the stuff with the Reavers and, and everything like that, but but they're only really a threat to Rocket and Groot. Yeah. At one point, um, because. Star-Lord and Gamora and Drax get to Ego pretty quickly mm-hmm. in the movie. They only have that one encounter with the Sovereign until yeah. they show up at the end, and then everybody has another encounter with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they seem more like a plot device than anything. No, they just were. to drive mm-hmm. you know, a through line through the movie. It's a, And it's a little awkward. Mm-hmm. You know. They were. And you know, the first movie had... you know, the, the main villain was in that part, and so he... Or in, in his like mm-hmm. group of separatists, so that worked to kind of he- hold everything together cohesively. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the sovereign don't really do that too well in this one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't dislike them. Mm-hmm. Like the queen lady, I bought. I yeah. like that pro- pro- Aisha. Uh, I I liked her. Yeah. And she's obviously coming back. I just if they come back, I hope they're more of a focus. Mm-hmm. Like their revenge. Like they they want revenge against. Because you don't disrespect the Sovereign, and yeah. they're hell-bent on teaching, you know, Guardians a lesson about that. Yeah, and I do like, like, I haven't seen the Sovereign in any of the comics. I guess I say that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but it is funny, the irony with that, because they're so goofy. <laughs> they are, and they, <clears throat> I can't remember if I've read in a review or an article or I saw a video somewhere. They talked about 
Uh, James Gunn comes from B Camp movies mm-hmm. with uh, can't think of Troma. Troma. And uh, a lot of Guardians too felt like a seventies B sci fi flick. Mm-hmm. And the Gaver the Gavern the Gavern the Sovereign typified like they're they're perfect example mm-hmm. to def- definitely feel like that something from a episode of his yeah. 70s star trek uh their set de- i mean their costumes the set design mm-hmm. everything uh and then they even had that whole arcade gimmick kind of mm-hmm. scene which helped that vibe uh and the colors the gold really pop uh and i kind of like that mm-hmm. that's cool it's very his the art in these I think the art in this movies, in terms of color, in terms of set design, in terms of uh, costume, is just as good as the first one. Yeah. It all feels like one big uh, candy cosmic universe. Mm-hmm. I like that. So bravo to all those designers and to James Gunn. For, mm-hmm. You know, that's his job, keeping the feel, keeping the tone. Yeah. Um. Baby Groot. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Like I liked Baby Groot, but I think there was a little bit too much Baby Groot. Oh, I thought there was too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I think feel like there was also too much Drax in this one too. Mm-hmm. With, and, and I think a lot of it, at least with Drax, was that it was a lot of the same joke of him just like laughing really, really hard at something that was like kind of mean. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. Yeah, I get that, but I, I just feel like there's a little bit too much of it. Um, Groot felt like he was just kind of there to be cute mm-hmm. a couple of times, and I feel like that could have mm-hmm. didn't need as much focus as it did. But mm-hmm. he definitely had some like great scenes, mm-hmm. um, like the prison scene. Yeah, that w- that was great. Like I feel like that wasn't too much when he brings, on its own. At least. When he brings them the severed thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you guys have like a drawer somewhere full of uh, severed human thumbs? Nope. <laughs> I was just not agree to ever talk about this again. <laughs> um, I felt like he wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot for Baby Goot to do. Yeah. Outside of that one scene, mm-hmm. and then, I guess you know he blew up ego. I don't know. He did important things. Hmm. A lot of it's just him like running around being cute. Yeah. And he can't really do a whole lot because he's so tiny. Hmm. Which is an interesting thing to tr- go... Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to take the character. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing if they go with... Puberty group mm-hmm. for the next one. Because I'd, like, I'd really like to see the full-grown group from the comics. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. To see him just go, like, Hulkbuster crazy. Yeah. I mean, Groot in the comics goes all over the place it seems like the artist's interpretation changes group a lot i i, I could see how you uh, could do how that would be mm-hmm. it's very so volume flowing. to volume make it kind of he changes a lot more than other characters uh-huh. but in the the main run at least the first couple volumes that people you know people have probably seen on shelves and stuff of yeah him being huge and having those glowing orbs and mm-hmm. stuff and, and he's real jagged overgrown. yeah mm-hmm. i like that yeah i would like that it's pretty cool mm-hmm. i think i'd like to see that more than Teen Groot. Mm. Teen Groot was good for I think for that gag. I don't think I'd want to see a whole Teen Groot movie. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Uh, I I think the character who probably had the 
strongest arc, or one of the strongest arcs, was Michael Rooker, Yandu. And he was so good in this movie. Yeah, he was. I was surprised that oh. he died. I really thought he was going to be a part of the group. I wish. Like, uh, yeah. I did like that they changed his head up to reference the original mm. Yandu more. And yeah, yeah, he, like, they took his, like, one really, really cool moment from the first movie and gave him, like, a couple of scenes. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think But he was, worked. like, ready to kill Peter in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like... I feel like he was threatening to kill Peter the whole movie. I think it works because he, he never does. He could mm-hmm. have. There were like a bunch of times in the first movie where he could have just killed him, but he hesitated a lot. Hmm. I think I kind of like that he died. I don't like that he died. I like the character. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the things he did and said, especially this scene with Rocket, would have meant as much if he had just come back and then gone back to being, you know, the mm-hmm. original Yandu that we all love. Because he. In this whole movie, he was in the midst of a change, yeah, of a revelation, and I think his arc kind of ended with that revelation. Yeah, I mean, we see that his whole like life has been changing, and and he both doesn't need to and kind of can't keep the same facade up because you know the Reavers are kind of catching on and getting sick of his shit, and then mm-hmm. they, you know throw a mutiny kick uh-huh. him out and um you know he, he doesn't have to keep up a tough face for all these uh-huh. crazy baby eating you know pirates uh-huh. i do think that his whole thing with sylvester stallone and the other uh like reavers was kind of weird and it sort of came out of nowhere um and it yeah it doesn't really get a lot of time uh-huh. um there's think, not a lot of time to spare to it in i the think movie, but it, it feels like it came out of nowhere because... Well, it, it does. In, but it's there to service Yandu mm-hmm. because it's there... Because that you can tell that like he's the guy who trained Yandu. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they wanted to throw that in there before he died. Yeah. And, that, and it comes back with the whole uh, Ravenger funeral at the end. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more of an emphasis on it, and it feels feels even more like it came out of nowhere just because it is Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. It is such a big yeah. actor, big face. Um, and they're they're talking, and uh, he's coming back apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, that was kind of fun, James Gunn's brother, you know. Becoming a bigger mm-hmm. character and kind of being like Yandu's successor. Yeah, and over he, time. he kind of. Interesting. I was watching people talk about it on YouTube the other day, and you know they were talking about how he he earns his spot with those people, mm-hmm. which is weird, just because there doesn't seem to be. We don't really know him yet. Yeah, but he's just as good as an actor almost as any of them. Mm-hmm. He's just not as big of a face or a name at this yeah. point. Um, and, I mean, what a hard worker that guy mm-hmm. is. Because he also plays uh, Rocket on set. Yeah. So he has to learn all of Rocket's mm-hmm. lines in, in, in addition to his own lines. Um, and it's funny. You, what, you see, like, the, uh, the set photos 
mm-hmm. uh, before all the special effects and it's like they're looking down talking to rocket and it's sean gunn on his knees in a green suit mm-hmm. kind of looks like what's his face from zelda uh it's funny tingle tingle which by the way is the new dlc did you see that for uh breath what? of the wild breath of the wild mm-hmm. tingle suit um but yeah i mean and and, and that thing I, I don't understand how he's controlling that arrow at the end because he puts he gets um there he must have gotten another fin from somewhere because he had a fin on his did head. he yeah i mean i know like he has a mohawk you know oh. in this and the previous movie so um <clears throat> you know it might not be super noticeable and it's not it's not like as bright it's not glowing i don't think so much like yeah. yandu's did, and it was but... just the it was like a medium long shot so it's not like he was close mm-hmm. up so he could yeah, i yeah. just thought it was his hair and but... i it, it's the one that Yandu gets in this movie that mm-hmm. curves up and he doesn't have a lot of, he doesn't have much interaction with most of the guardians in this movie mm-hmm. which is part, part of the reason why it kind of feels like he doesn't belong but he's this, that they really set him up well with his relationship to Yandu mm-hmm. and so if you know it's like you're Yandu's friend you're my friend mm. you know type of thing um and he had a he had a he delivered the lines his his funny lines yeah. very well. Obviously, that's what he does best. I think that's what people in the you know the cult realm know him for. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he really sells that 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 scene where he says, "I didn't mean to start a mutiny. Mm-hmm. They killed all my friends." I was like, "Damn." <sighs> so yeah, I think I hope he is part of them in the future, and I'd like to see where where the where his character goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mantis. Yeah. she. I think she earned her spot, too. Yeah. Which is... I think she did a good job, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am disgusting. That's <laughs> funny. I am imagining being with you physically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, she didn't have a whole lot going on. She's, she's kind of a simpleton. Yeah. But a lovable simpleton. Yeah, I, I think she made a lot of Drax's scenes better right mm-hmm. she balanced them out a bit mm-hmm. um yeah she she didn't have a ton to do with the other characters mm-hmm. mostly her and drax mm-hmm. but yeah i think she was interesting this you know and acted well mm-hmm. you could really tell she was conflicted against this person who raised her but you know she you know she pulls off that you know, kind of like appreciation that he took care of her but also like not really you can tell they're not really that close after mm-hmm. a little while mm-hmm. and that you know that it just kind of leads up until mm-hmm. you find out that he basically just keeps her around because mm-hmm. she can you know put him to sleep it's like a bottle of ambient mm-hmm. but but at the same time she he kind of in her mind he kind of gives her a purpose mm-hmm. some uh, something to live for uh someone to, who she thinks loves him yeah um uh, Again, I, I'm interested in seeing where they take her character. Mm-hmm. Going back to Yandu, I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is with him and Rocket, which is it, it, it's definitely been done before that scene mm-hmm. many times. But we 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 discussed you have earlier many times. Literally heard the words "I am you." Yeah, <laughs> a lot. But Michael Rooker, yeah, sells it, man. It's a great job. Uh, my favorite performance of his that I've seen to date. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what a way to go out with that character. And it's a sad, it's just so sad that Michael Rooker is a, such a terrific actor, and he he becomes these iconic characters that we yeah. love, like Merle, who only ends up lasting a season and like three episodes, and then one, and then two Guardians movies, and then he mm. dies. It's like, come on, man, you gotta keep this guy around. James Gunn is one of his best friends. I too, know and he killed him. Ah, what a, I mean, but what a career that mm-hmm. guy is, and he's a funny to watch and listen to in mm-hmm. interviews and stuff he obviously enjoys what he does and he should and i think that comes off in, in his performances and then bradley cooper who you know comes in for two days in a t-shirt and records his lines just terrific yeah and watching i've been watching a couple of behind the scene footage of him in the original movie and it's you know him in a room with james gunn recording and he really gets into it it's funny it's fun to watch mm-hmm. and he does, you know he'll do it and then he'll he'll, he'll he'll do a line and then james gunn is in the back and he'll go and then he'll do the line again a different way and james gunn goes and then mm-hmm. he, it's funny ah. <laughs> and I, I don't know i just i guess it's the the guardians movies are fun mm-hmm and you can tell these people are having fun. Yeah. And that's what you ultimately walk away from these movies with is mm-hmm. you understand that, you feel that, and you want to spend more time. Yeah. And he's coming back for the third one, so. Um, but after that, I think he should stop. Bradley Cooper? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I thought. James Gunn. James Gunn, okay. Just because I'd like to see him work on something else, get more James Gunn original stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean... the a trilogy on movies that take two and a half years a piece that's mm-hmm. like a decade of your life yeah and you can get burnt out i get burnt out just working on one video for half an hour mm-hmm. but yeah you saw it in joss whedon he got burnt that was out one movie Marvel stuff oh two movies yeah yeah they were the... like big responsibility ones too Huge tons ones. of the biggest to juggle mm-hmm. yeah and there, and there were reports of him just limping around on set just mm-hmm. being ill af just you beat up. i mean he hasn't done anything since yeah <laughs> now, he he'll never need to now he's talking about ba- uh batgirl which will be fun mm-hmm. uh because he said before that he doesn't pick the ideas the ideas pick him i think that was him who said that and that when he gets something in his head uh he knows any that he can't get rid of he knows that's the thing he has to he has to do next Mm-hmm. And he's been talking nonstop about Batgirl and all these ideas. He, he said he's he's been staying awake lately, thinking about what type of person because she's not rich like Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't have a terrible, horrible, tragic event in her life. Yeah, uh, like Batman did to motivate him. Nor does she have the resources to continue doing what Batman does. So why? What type of person would do what Batman does without? the things batman has mm-hmm. you know what what's her motivation i was like yeah that's cool so it sounds like that's going to be his next project which should be fun hopefully it doesn't burn him out yeah i think we hit on everybody you have anything else not really what didn't you like um i think i kind of brought that up like i had the plot wasn't too focused mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, and then that some characters, I think, like their jokes are come up like too much, uh-huh. too too many like uh, repetitions or uh-huh. callbacks sometimes. But yeah, for the most part, it, it was good. It's uh-huh. fun movie. I think I still prefer the first one, but this is really good. Yeah, um, I'd recommend it to uh-huh. anybody. What do you give it? What's your grade? Um, I gave it a B plus. Yeah, I think I give it a B plus. B plus. That sounds fair. That does sound fair. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. Uh, and to prove it you can check out my website I review movies there and do all types of other stuff there that's word wordpress dot movie minutes or is it movie minutes dot wordpress I don't remember it's one of the two Mm -hmm. but you can also just go to youtube and search movie minutes I'm there I do a bunch of other reviews uh oh blu-ray unboxings trailer reactions uh me and Alex do trailer reactions together sometimes we just have a bunch of them coming up soon. You got this. The, you got the review for this one out early too. You saw it like five days early. Didn't yeah, you? I have, yeah, and my review on Guardians of the Galaxy is up. So if you want more thoughts on that, uh, you can check it out there. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at the Film Major, Alex. They, where can they find you? Um, at at Twitter. Mm-hmm. But. At the knife here? The knife here. Yeah. Alright. I might be at like Burger King sometime. The next week. Just You're gonna be there today. I know. Having you. a whopper. Uh man, I wanna I want a Big Mac ever I watched the Foundry last night, right? Mm-hmm. I want a Big Mac. And the <laughs> So mm. one of the McDonald's brothers is named Mac. Mm. Big Mac. They made an item called the Big Mac. Yeah. They didn't name anything after the other brother. Mm-hmm. You know his his name is? Donald? Dick. Dick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so put that together. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's what I think that's a perfect place to end a podcast, yeah. don't you? All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, this has been Port of Dorks. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Make believe this is what you conceive from your world.